Welcome to the Higher Love Podcast, where I make understanding the spiritual world easy. If you are wanting to connect with your most authentic self, unlock your greatest purpose, and learn unconditional self-love, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Chatel Krentz, self-made entrepreneur, psychic medium, self-love coach, and cat mom to my orange kitty, Winston. As your personal self-love coach, I am dedicated to help you understand how to use the spiritual world to your advantage, enhance your daily life, and raise your vibration to the highest heights. This is a space for you to acknowledge how to become the boss of your life and start loving every ounce of your days. Thank you for tuning in with me today as this new journey begins. Hello, my beautiful loves. Thank you so much for listening to another episode on the Higher Love Podcast. This episode that you're listening to right now is probably one of my favorites to date. A couple weeks ago, I received a message from Valdas, who is a spiritual teacher in Europe. I don't know how he found me, but the law of attraction is a seriously cool thing. And I have been wanting to connect with more spiritual teachers. And yeah, he found me somehow and messaged me. We started talking. And he wanted to, to know about my podcast. So I was telling him about it and we decided to that he would be a great person to be on my, on my podcast interview. And I, uh, I was asking him some of his ways and his teachings and he directed me to his website. So when I was reading up on where Valdas has gone in his life, I recognized that he started his spiritual practice before I was born. So that was so interesting for me to see. Uh, when he was 18 years old, is or maybe he was 19, I think he said 19, is when he really started to dive into the spiritual world. But it's a very similar notion where he felt like he was living uh, a dollar life than he was supposed to. So like his whole entire life, he felt like he what had a greater sense of living than he was currently at that moment. And then at 19, everything really shifted for him. And it's a very similar story to me where I felt like I had a bigger life to live other than the life that I was currently living. And it was a little bit later for me, not, not much, like 25. Uh, but yeah, so it was really cool to relate on that level. But Valdas has gone in multiple different practices. He has uh, used energy healing to serve people in such beautiful ways. And he is very wise and he has a lot of wisdom. And the way that he explains things is just so powerful. I could feel the energy through the computer screen just having him be a guest on my podcast and it was it was awesome to feel that energy I could just feel so much from him one of his favorite things that he said to me during this interview was actually that he views failure and success as equal and I thought that was so beautiful to say and so mind-blowing to me uh, as a person that grew up in a household that success and failure were on two opposite ends of the spectrum and you need to succeed at every single thing that you do, including something as simple as cleaning your house. Uh, you know, there was a way to fail at cleaning your house. There was a way to succeed at cleaning your house. So for me to hear that uh, in such a simple way of him saying, Failure and success are in the same playing field. They're equal. Uh, it was so, it was so simple, but yet so strong. And there's so many other things in this interview that are simple but so strong. And I really cannot wait for you to dive into this. It was so nice to just sit down with him and to hear him uh, talk about his his discipline that he has put in his life in order to get where he is today. Uh, it was really beautiful um, to speak with him and we both made connections in different ways. So uh, without further ado, here is my interview with Valdas. All right. Well, let's begin. So um, I wanted to introduce Valdas on my podcast today. Thank you so much for being here. And I had a few questions to ask. So when I was going through your website, 
Um, I noticed that you've been in the spiritual world longer than I've been born. So that was really awesome for me to see. Yeah, I was born in 1992. So that was really (laughs) awesome for me to see. Yeah. So I'm just curious, like, can you explain uh, what work you do, how you got into this, like who you are? Um, Just a little bit of an introduction. Okay, so starting from what I do right now, starting from where I started, probably I start from the early age. So when I was 19, it's um, 30 years ago now, I think, when I was 19, my life's changed at that particular moment, because um, by not even knowing what I want in life, but by just searching and feeling what I want, feeling that life should be something different, that life can be lived somehow in much, much better way, that the way I was living was not the way I meant to live. And somehow early in my life, I knew that I will see the world, that I will not live in that little town where I was born. And for some reason, I was saying I will never die. (laughs) That was interesting. Yeah. I remember those thoughts actually right now. But when I was 19, I, I actually went into transcendental bioenergy exercises that that was a group there in my town and this was something very new and my friends pulled me in and said let's go you should be interested to go there and so that's where I learned to meditate that's why I learned everything about the energy how energy bioenergy works how you can heal with energy but later on I understood that the person who was teaching all that he was actually a spiritual teacher and because of my character that I stick where I go, I just stayed with the person and I stayed with him for four and a half or to five years. And that's how I learned everything about the spirituality. That's how I gone into all the practical sides and all the practicality of how things work and who we are and how mind works and what we can create with our mind and how important it is to be responsible for your own energies and all these kind of a little questions that I actually teach these days, others, I've been taught myself, and that completely, completely transformed my life over those five years. And since then, I never stopped. I took another yoga, mindset yoga, which was uh, Sri Aurobindo's and mother, Sri Aurobindo and mother, integral yoga, where I learned even more, went even more into myself, where I learned to transform the emotions, when I learned to keep my mind completely empty and clean, and calm to receive even more energy, to receive even more different ideas about who we are and to know myself even deeper. And um, last 10 years, I've discovered something even more powerful, even more transcendental, which I've discovered that particle of creator within me. And I've been living those last 10 years again with completely different mindset. So in short, all these 30 years of this experience been constant growth, constant, constant intensive growth, where I was saying, when will I have a rest? Because rest never followed. There was next period and next period and next period and next, and always something more and more and more powerful until, until I reached certain levels of, of, of understanding, certain levels of consciousness. And um, here I am now, these days, I'm teaching others how to know themselves how to dive deeper into those spirituality and how the spirituality is so important in life and how these practical things can change lives for people and can create completely different reality instead of fighting you can create prosperity instead of control and and drama you can create wonderful abundant directional thinking mindset created life okay that's that's a little bit about me that is so interesting i can feel the power of your energy through the computer screen when i'm looking oh, at wow. you. um <laughs> yeah like being a psychic medium and an empath i'm very sensitive to that and i can feel that you have a very intense strong energy a very strong aura and i think that's amazing that you've you say you said that you discovered this calling really at like 19 right yeah Yeah, I have a very similar connection, very similar story of really understanding from very beginning that I was living a life that was not what was fully meant for me. So I can relate completely um, 100% on that. Um, Did you know that you were just like 
always drawn, even before you were 19, were you always drawn to this or was this something that you just really discovered at 19? Um, you know, I was drawn to, I was drawn to understand, I was drawn to understand to this feeling from within that I can, I can now recognize, but even then I used to recognize that if I do something stupid, I would have some consequences. Or if I would do something, I would have a consequences. And is the, I was given a choice. Those consequences going to be bad and will I continue because of my stupidity or will I not? And I will stop doing those stupid things sometimes, you know, in the childhood and young days and just kind of admit that I'm doing wrong and rather not do it. So these kind of a little hints were happening in my life already. And when I was a young, completely child, you know, I remember going to the, to, to the kindergarten, I would walk down the street and I would look into people's faces and I would understand and would see how they actually feel and how they are when they are alone with themselves. This kind of a vision would constantly pop up in my mind and I would see this person, how they really are. Not what they try to look like, but how they really are. So these little things were happening in my life. And, and of course, um, at school, I remember, um, in, you know, if someone would be fighting, in words, I mean, arguing, I would say, come on, stop it. it you're not arguing about th the right thing. The right thing is the deep, real thing. What you should be fighting against is completely different. And that there it is. Okay, so already then I was seeing deep, I was seeing down and understanding that people are really dealing in a superficial level, rather than going deep and resolving the problem at the core. So but probably, uh, I was somehow already prepared for this journey, because when I met that spiritual teacher, um, I was going to go to study into a completely different town in Lithuania. But the last moment I changed my mind. And I went to that town where I met the teacher. So probably some preparation was going on already about life. So I wouldn't say it started at 19. It was already happening well before. I love that. You're, mm. you're speaking a lot about self-discipline, which a lot of people struggle with, but it seems like you had self-discipline at such a young age. And it, it really seems like you have had a soul that has evolved in many other lifetimes. And this is like you, your soul that you're living with now, you are like teaching others what you've learned in past lifetimes. It's so interesting for me to hear all of this. Like, it just really seems like your soul has evolved so much. And it's like, now it's like, you're here to teach others. Like you, like you do, you're teaching others, but that's like your sole mission is to teach what you've already learned. So it's, it's not necessarily that you're learning so much because you already know it this lifetime, but you're teaching what you learned in other lifetimes. Mm -hmm. When you first met your teacher back in 1991, where did you find that teacher? Cause I, I feel like I even struggled now to figure out where I'm going in my spiritual world, who I can connect with. And we have social media. It's such a big platform to go out and go into different groups and to talk. Like we have our whole world right in front of us with social media, but back in 1991, we didn't have social media. So no. how did you find a, like a spiritual teacher to work with? You know, um, it's a strange story, but, um, um how to how to how to begin that you see i did not know about spiritual teachers but my searching and my calling and my searching of something different not being satisfied with what is not being satisfied with the way people act and and communicate with each other led me to something to attract something that would uh, that would correspond to my feelings within me so you see, the law of attraction works all the time, regardless of how we, how we think it works or not. Whatever you vibrate, you attract. The more sincere you are, the more sincerely you go inside and the more sincerely you express that feeling of what you want in life, 
you attract regardless of where it is. So many people asked me in my life, you know, so did you go to India to find the teacher? Did you go to, to Himalaya or to mountains or somewhere to find the teacher? I said, no, it just appeared for me in my town. Okay, it just appeared because I was ready. Because I was ready, because I wanted this. And uh, believe me, I was not uh, very welcome there for some reason. Um, teacher was kind of pinning me and saying, hey, hey, no, you shouldn't be here and so on. But because of my character, I stuck to it. I felt that there is something for me. And I stayed there. And in the beginning, there were, uh, there were bioenergy exercises or something like a form of Qigong or form of Tai Chi. But, but the, the, that master actually created the system himself. And he was teaching his own system. Um, and I said, no, I'm here, I'll be here. And I'll, I went every single time and I stuck to it. And you know, like that, uh, um, when, when, you, when you don't have preconceptions, when you don't have a kind of, a, you're not getting insulted, but when you feel that something is there for you and you have to be there regardless of what's going on, then you get what you want. I remember, I remember the times when, um, the teacher would tell me that, okay, you wait here tomorrow near the park. I will be coming at around 10 o'clock in the morning and we'll talk and so on and so on. I was waiting for four hours until he comes. And sometimes he wouldn't come. And I was still waiting there, cold and waiting and waiting. He comes at five o'clock in the evening and I'm happy. I never complained. I would walk and I would listen to what he speaks. These things were happening and not, not at one occasion, but something within me was telling me to be there, to be put in that place and just take it whatever comes. Observe that person, learn everything you can from that person. And finally, what happened is I was assigned to clean his apartment, to drive the car, wash the dishes and make the food. And I was there 24 seven with the person. Think, you know, thought that I was, I was the last one. I was always pushed away. I was not allowed to talk, but I was there to get everything what's possible from that person. So it's very interesting how life sometimes manipulates and puts things together to, to prepare you. And that so you would be there where you're supposed to be, regardless of what's happening. Whatever is in your heart, whatever is your vibration is the most important thing. And that's what you attract. And if you attract that, regardless of how people are happy to do things for you, regardless of what's going on around, your vibration attracts exactly what you need and you go through like through the butter. It seems like you have a really good connection with your intuition. And it's like, whatever you feel like your intuition is calling you, you go after that. Is that correct to say? I wouldn't say maybe intuition. Um, I wouldn't know. Maybe, maybe it's not really intuition. Maybe it's just, maybe just knowing that, just, just feeling, you know, that wherever you have to be, you are trusting life. I always teach, you know, I always teach my clients and, and, and other people that there is one trust, conditional trust, where you trust because, or you, or someone has to earn your trust, or you have to trust because in the past it happened like in in the past uh, whatever you're trusting in the past um, fulfill your trust so then you trust but if it didn't then you don't i always trust unconditionally if i decide to trust i am there and i'll give 20 chances until the person either learns or disappears from my life okay so my feeling and, and, and this kind of a purpose and this um, something within me, some leading from within probably, just keeps me there where I have to be to receive the full benefit of what is there for me. So it's, it's, it's this kind of um, probably my being is that way, not just, just listening to intuition, but, but really knowing what I want and really knowing that I will receive the biggest gift if I'm patient, if I'm consistent, and if I'm there where I have to be. So I stop trusting this little trust, you know, conditional trust, and I start trusting the universal trust, knowing that I will be 
in the right place at the right time and will receive the right information. And if something wrong happens, if some door closes, definitely some other will open. Or if this door closes, that means for good too. This kind of a trust into life. So that's what takes me forward. That's what brings me forward. That's what drives me in life, probably. That's absolutely amazing. It really seems like you don't uh, allow your ego. I call it the emotional vehicle, but you don't allow your ego to drive you. And a lot of people allow their ego to drive them, which is it makes it harder for them to trust that universal trust that you were speaking about. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it takes a lot of practice to allow your ego to calm down and, and to trust. But um, it seems like you mastered that very quickly, which is awesome. When I was looking at your website, um, you were talking about energy sensing. Can you describe that? I was interested in the learning more about that. Mm-hmm. Energy sensing, yeah. See, what is energy sensing? Is um, when you feel energy, then everything is open for you in life. But to feel the energy, you have to strip the mind filters. You have to, 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 to strip the preconceptions um stereotypical thinking you have to put emotions into place or transform your emotions you have to calm your mind so you wouldn't be having that mess constantly running in you in you which is you know that chatter which appears also from from unresolved drama from unresolved controls and things like that okay so when you when you discipline your mind to that point when you discipline your emotions when you decide to entertain certain thoughts or not to entertain certain thoughts or to keep your mind calm, then you start sensing the energy. And energy never lies. Everything Behind everything, there is energy. Everything is energy. And uh, when you sense that, uh, then all the doors in the universe are open to you, regardless of where the person is or who the person is. If that person exists somewhere else in the universe of universes, you can connect to that person because that person has a unique energy. If there is certain situation, you can always see where, where things are coming from and where things are moving to. And you can always sense the energy behind every person. And you can always understand what kind of a level of um, development that person is how 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 that how much this as you call how much this ego how strong is that ego in that person what kind of um, actions he is or she is capable of all that picture is in front of you because you mastered all these things in yourself and energy never lies people may say many different things about themselves People may introduce themselves the best way. People may try to impress you with something, but the energy that is behind always tells the truth. Because when you're able to read the vibration, you know exact exact situation, what's going on. You're not uh, not deceived by by what, what, what you're being told. You're not deceived by all these things, but you really, because there is no hooks within you that can hook on. Therefore, you can you can see what is really going on. So that's yeah. that's what energy tells, you know. Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, wow, it's so life is so deep, you know. Life is so mm. deep, and when you have a mind that goes so deep, like I don't have a lot of people in my life that um, aren't that go this deep, but it's so interesting and it's so nice to hear someone talk about it, explain it, all the things that you know I think about that not a lot of people in my life would even bother to understand. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So it's really nice to hear you explain it like that. Um, so what would you say that your favorite healing modality is? I know that you are into a lot of different healings. Um, I don't know if you wanted to like run the different types of healings that you practice, go through a list and then talk about your favorite one. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's okay. So um, in the beginning, I was starting with the bioenergy healing. Because um, through those exercises that I already mentioned when I met my teacher, my teacher was teaching those Tai Chi and Qigong things, some, some system that he has created out of it. And I started feeling the energy in my hands and I started sensing that energy all over my body. And I felt how can I direct it with my mind and I can direct it with my hands 
So my mind connected to that energy, my mind and hands connected together. So the first thing first was bioenergy healing, which is basically, you can imagine the other, the other person and you can sense the aura or you can sense the energies that's going on in that person. You can sense how they feel and then you just balance or correct the energy around that person or inside of that person whatever is out of balance. So this was the first thing that I was kind of doing when I was 22, 23, when, when I just discovered all these things, yeah? And then, and then this was, this was main, main healing method that I was doing, but then I decided to get, to get this diploma or, or, or certificate. And I went and discovered shiatsu therapy which is Japanese acupressure therapy, which is based on Chinese medicine. And I studied for three years and I've got, um, I've got the education in that, in, in Chinese medicine and, and shiatsu. So that's what I do as well in my life. I, I run the practice in Tallinn, in Estonia. But I also love osteopathy, which is scanning the body and allowing the body to heal. Um, I also like Reiki energy, which I use sometimes in my life too. So all these modalities that I have, you know, Reiki and bioenergy healing and, um, and Shiatsu therapy. And the last one I have, not like I discovered, but, but the last method that I, I, I work with is just simply talking to person. When you, are able to, when you are able to address the problems that person is facing, or the reasons of the problems that person is facing. And when you are able to talk him, explain to him what is really happening and how they can avoid all that drama that is happening in the world, that also takes part in the healing. And what I've noticed that sometimes 10 or 15 minutes talking to the person just before doing treatment, shiatsu treatment, which is Japanese, you know, just doing on the floor, I would have had better even results resolving psychological things, resolving drama in people's lives than while doing shiatsu. But everything in complex was making amazing and great results for people all the time. I love that. A simple conversation, allowing yeah. the person to have a voice and just be able to share their experiences from their point of view. I think that people take advantage of being able to just simply talk and they don't understand the power in that. And sometimes people also feel muted because the trauma in their life. So you giving them a voice and listening to them, that's very powerful and very simple, very simple. That's awesome. Can you share about a client or a student uh, that has touched your heart or has um, changed your practice? You know, um, it's, um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say there are students or there are clients who would come and influence my life or my practice to the point where where something would change drastically. Yeah, it's it's rather the opposite. <laughs> it's rather the opposite happening. But um, you know, the most exciting thing is when person comes in with the with the support stick. You know, this what you call them. What is in English? I don't even know. You know, uh, support. The thing for so when they cannot walk properly, hmm? um, when they can't, I don't know, a brace maybe a brace? something braces or it's it's a brace, but the person holds it in the hand and, and supports himself. Oh, a it, cane. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, cane. Yeah, <laughs> a cane. So you know the most interesting thing. Uh, first of all, I remember I was li living in the UK and the person was getting ready for operation. He was getting ready for operation. I said, okay, let me try to see what's going on in your life. You know, what, what is going on with your body? And I didn't know shiatsu at that time. I was just manipulating energy and I was just manipulating the body and allowing my hands to go and just stop where the, where the treatment is needed. And the, the biggest surprise for me was that the guy says, I don't know what did you do, but I don't need an operation any longer. I was a little bit shocked. <laughs> okay, so it was like, wow. He said, everything is okay. You know, doctors looked at and everything is cool. I said, well, I'm sorry. I don't know what to believe, what was going on. I was just simply manipulating the joints and manipulating the energy in that area. But he says, yeah, that's the fact. So that was one little shocking thing. 
And then um, very often people come in me, come to my practice with this cane and forget the cane in my place and they walk away without it. <laughs> so this is a little bit like, okay, interesting. That's a good result, you know? <laughs> that is amazing. And yeah. I think it just really proves how powerful energy healing really is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that it's accepted and shown enough. Like mm -hmm. we, especially in the, in the United States, we mainly focus on pharmaceutical practices and Western medicine. And it's really shameful that we have taken away energy healing and we only focus on, you know, pharmaceutical and the medicine and a pill to, or a surgery when you can ener energetically heal yourself. I'm just dabbling in myself a little bit for trying to work on myself. And there's times where I get discouraged, you know, cause I'm, I'm trying so hard to understand it, but then I always go back to, I know that you can energetically heal from within physical symptoms. I'm really talking about not like, um, emotional, but that is so amazing. That is so cool. I love to hear it. And I'm sure that was like mind blowing to you for yourself. Like, wow, I really do. Like, it really shows you, I, I have power. Like I, I have like, this really does work. That's amazing. Um, what do you think that your biggest failure in your life was? And what did you, what did you learn from the experience? Um, it's hard to say about the failures because my mind is really not wired to think about the failures. And um, probably, I wouldn't call it failures. There was always some something you can learn from things. And because, mm -hmm. uh, because um, my mind is kind of a conditioned or not conditioned or, well, I can say conditioned or mind uh, got used to think about the outcomes. It doesn't concentrate and doesn't it doesn't focus on the problems. And and it doesn't recognize problems. You can see the outcomes instead of the problems. You do not focus on those things. Therefore, um, every single failure or setback, I would call every single setback, would teach me something else, would teach me how next time to approach that what I want different way, would teach me stop and observe. What did I do? What did I do wrong? And what could I do different this time? So to establish there. But there was also one little interesting thing happening that when you walk the spiritual path, especially, you are given a certain level, certain different level of uh, you kind of a sense, certain different level, and you can reach that level, and then suddenly you fall down a little bit. But that's already the sign that one day that what you've reached, that high good feeling level, is already in your vicinity and it will become your normal everyday life vibration. Okay. So anytime you reach something that is amazing and exciting, you know that this is going to be soon your everyday life feeling. Okay, that's 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 how it works. Uh, that's how, of course, you have to you have to make a little bit of an effort, but not an effort to reach those places, but an effort to manage your vibration, to to feel good, and to be aligned with that what you are looking for. So, not to putting effort in the outside, but put an effort into self discipline, into being calm, and being relaxed, and being um, in the right place in you, so to vibrate in harmony with that, what you are feeling and that what you want to achieve. So basically there is no failures. And, and of course these failures, so-called failures um, is universal field is constantly coming and telling you where you are out of balance because it seeks your balance. And if you are out of balance in your thinking, in your mental blocks, in your limiting beliefs, it always creates the situations for you where you can straighten up your thinking, straighten up your mind and come up as a victor, come up having the benefit of not having those limitations, but being more in balance with yourself. And then you no longer attract anything that would 
make you feel as a failure or make you see a problem somewhere because you in every single problem you see the opportunity and you walk in that opportunity you you even ask i remember you even ask your friends or ask someone qualified what what bad you see in me what do you think i should change and then listening opinion of that person and verifying is that true what they're saying or they're just saying through their filters and if it's true what they're telling then you fix it in yourself because you are so concerned about your vibration knowing that if your vibration is wrong you will definitely attract some situation into your life which will start beating that place in you until you will get into the balance until you will let it go until you will learn how to be in balance so i trust and i believe that anything that is coming to me always have a reason and if something bad is happening that means that is something in me that needs to be balanced, that this situation that is created for me, trying to address, and I have to look deeper within me to resolve it. So that's my view on the problems. The four failures, biggest failures, I, I don't remember really. Because, and failure and success is even and equal to me because, uh, because they're equal. This, you know, success is just um, just a little uh, little stepping stone, and the failure is another little stepping stone towards knowing yourself deeper and living balanced life and being in balance and attracting more balance. That's really powerful. Failure and success are equal. That's really powerful. Yeah, I've never and heard that before. Wow. When you treat them that way. It's, uh, you know, you're on the journey, you know, you're on the path, you know, you're walking your path, you know that you will not stay in that success for long, you will not stay in the failure for long, you're continuing on your path. Therefore, in one and the other one is just, uh, just the little things that you look at it and move on. Wow, that's like mind blowing. <laughs> I grew up in a very strict household where failure was very different from success and failure was bad. Like you, you don't fail. I mean, doing anything, like even cleaning a table, you could fail at cleaning a table. And it's definitely manifested in my life of wanting to have everything perfect. So I could see if I had grown up of like failure is, is as equal as success, it wouldn't have manifest. It would have manifested very differently in in my future in my adult i'm learning to not i'm recovering from being a perfectionist <laughs> trying to yeah. move forward from that um but yeah this is this is so interesting to me um how you were talking about where you where you get to a certain point in your spiritual journey and then you fall back a little bit down yeah. um i experienced that and i i you're you're so disciplined that I can't even, I get so frustrated with myself. I can't even imagine being like, Oh, I, I trust so much that this is my sign that I'm going to get to the next level soon. This is going to be my reality. Um, I, I admire you. That's so amazing. And I am trying, I'm hopefully going to get to this place <laughs> where I don't get so frustrated, but I'm my worst critic. And I think a lot of people are like that as well. Like they are their worst critics they judge themselves like self-judgment is so heavily within my brain and I know that the people that I surround my, myself with they struggle with that too um and it's it's amazing to hear that someone can f f essentially like just look at any type of situation and make it into a positive I I want to be that person and I'm I would say 70 75 percent of me is always like that but there's you know that big chunk 25% where I get frustrated and I can't always see the, the positive. And it's so interesting to me hearing you talk about how that is your reality. It makes me believe that's possible, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there is no positive and there is no negative. Um, if, if I would a little bit comment on what you just said, yeah, there is no such thing as positive or negative. Everything is your life. 
Everything is your experience. And that's the way you decide that this is positive, that you, the way you decide that this is negative. But in fact, it's just the same thing. It's the same experience. And this is only your experience because you're walking the path. And when you're speaking about people who judge themselves, um, that is the hardest probably thing in, in our society altogether, yeah? Because there shouldn't be any judgment towards yourself. Same as you wouldn't judge anyone else, same you shouldn't judge yourself. But you see, because people are so accustomed and there is a history in human life, um, uh, starting from the very childhood, because human being is wired to take responsibility from the very childhood, and then anything that happening around that happens around for example parents are fighting or, or or something something happening they don't like they think what did they do to cause that already child thinks that way because he is wired to take responsibility he is not wired to create drama he is not wired to blame someone about his life he is not wired to blame parents or circumstances that he is not not good but he is wired to take responsibility and if mother is violent if father is if father violent or mother violent or something else happening they think what's wrong with me why is this happening and that's how people start conditioning themselves and blaming themselves and this gets to this gets to the habitual level when they start beating themselves up but you see um for them this chatter becomes normal but but what what is actually really happening that um human being is not this body human being is not even this mind but human being or that being who human being really is is someone that is able to contain this body contain the other body contained everything that they are able to think about, okay? They are containing it in themselves, including body. So it's kind of try to come and judge yourself or be too strict on yourself is the same like, you know, you would be doing being strict on the others. But when you do that, every single cell of your body reacts to it, to your thought, to your word, to everything. Every single cell reacts and it actually crouches down. If you are, if you are critical about yourself, if you're blaming yourself, if you're constantly derogatory about yourself and using bad words, oh, I'm stupid, or oh, I'm that, or oh, I'm this, or oh, I'm this, you create problems with your health because every single cell reacts into it. Instead, love yourself, encourage yourself, you cannot change the past anymore. If something happened, it happened. You cannot go back and fix it. You have to move forward and think to navigate so you wouldn't actually create these situations again, but not go back and beat yourself over what you did because it's nonsense, it's stupid. You can't change it. You can only change your mind and you can only change your direction and your vibration to not attract those situations again in your life. Just mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. Everything no. that you're saying. <laughs> that well, is that's, amazing. That's, that's, that's wisdom. That's how, that's how people should live, you see. Yeah. A lot of people don't, though. I know. <laughs> I know. That's why teachers are there. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that going further the world seems to be that they're migrating into more spiritual practices, which is, no, you wouldn't agree? Uh, you know, um, a lot of, yeah, well, people think that everything is mig migrating a little bit more into the higher consciousness and so on. That's true. For some people, it's true. But mm -hmm. they're, you know, because I work on the daily basis, I see people's mm -hmm. posts on Facebook. I see people post everywhere. I see how, how people are. Um, a lot of lost people there. A lot of lost people, even they, they even though they read books, um, Eckhart Tolle's books and Dispenza's books and, and, and any other wise books out there, they cannot get it. They cannot grasp it because they do not know how to use this mind. They take it through the filters. They filter all that what they know. They take it intellectually, but they do not take it through the place where they have to take it, like absorb it completely and allow the internal mechanisms to deal with that and create 
um, transformation and create the experiences out of that what they read and out of that what they hear. That's the problem there, you see, intellectualism and mindset filters. And uh, a lot of people are lost and a lot of people are going the wrong direction sometimes, um, beating themselves over things. And some people, of course, are, are getting higher and so on, but some people are not. So I don't know what to say really about it. I just see very different picture. And when people say that, oh, there's an awakening happening and awakening happening and when those from the space will come and save us, no one is going to come and save us. No one is going to do anything for us. Every single one of us have to take responsibility of our lives, of our personal vibration. Start from yourself. Look into yourself. Get a mentor if you need. Understand who you are. Understand how you operate. What is your mind? What is your emotions? What's your thoughts? How you have to take the information inside of you. How to create all the experiences. What is that vibration? Where are you going? Where are you coming from? Who you are? Start from yourself. Don't wait until someone comes and liberates you. It's not going to happen. It's your personal responsibility of how your life will pan out and your personal responsibility that when you transform yourself, you will not be a part of the failure in this world. You will not be a part of darkness in this world. You will be that, that beaming light who will show the path to others. That's how you have to look at your life. And this does not come into the time and space, regardless of when it happens. There is no time in the universe. There is no space in the universe. There is all space around there and there is all time around there. So when people will start looking at themselves that way, then start, then the change will start happening. Not at some 20, 2022 or 2052 or something else. No. I truly believe that the average person is afraid to discover who they truly are inside and they don't want to reveal it. Conditioning. Mm -hmm. Conditioning. That's why I fear. It's interesting because, like, my whole life I've always wanted to dive into who I truly am my whole life. Like I've always just felt like that was my life purpose. And I never understood why someone wouldn't want to do that. Um, I understand it more now, but uh, yeah, I can, I can relate to like really wanting to just dive into who you are and see all the ugly with the good, you know what I mean? Like all the, all the trauma, why that happened, why you made those, why you attracted this, why you attracted that. I've always been so interested in that. Um, if someone is wanting to start with holistic healing and work with a spiritual teacher, where do they start? Where, where would you suggest that they begin? That's a very interesting question. Probably everyone has to feel, every person has to feel at the point where they are in life, where they are in life. What is the next step for them? And pondering really within them, what is that next step? Not, not trying to search someone, not trying to run around like, you know, headless chicken, as they say, but really focus on themselves. And when they are ready, someone will appear in their life. But just to be outgoing, just to feel those hunches that come in from within, just, just you know, it sometimes happen. It sometimes all these mysterious moments happen very in very strange circumstances, you know. Um, you open some page which completely irrelevant you wouldn't ever done you you wouldn't normally do that or you, you do something else that you would normally do yeah but uh, but of course there are there are very there are people available who can guide who can direct who can tell but again will you recognize it that's the problem will your filters overpower you and you will say ah that's nonsense that's stupid that cannot be happening i will this will never be happening before uh, why it should be happening right now and who they are to tell me what to do and all kind of karaoke that people telling themselves okay these are the things that actually deter people away from everything because they change their vibration they do not hit that target they do not attract that person or someone who would help them because they are not ready or they're being full 
they know everything already. The most dangerous words in, in life is I know it already. That's the most dangerous. It shuts down all your systems and you stop learning. You stop attracting anything because you tell yourself that you know everything. That's it. Life starts stagnating. So anything you tell yourself, it will create your vibration. It will attract, your, attract what you are telling yourself, you see. But to start really, start calming your mind. Start not being this kind of who is me and who I am and so on and so on. Stop thinking about yourself too much. Start praying about someone else's well-being. Start praying about someone else's well-being. This will set your energy flow in the right direction, in the right manner. When you're not thinking just about yourself, but when you direct your energy towards good causes or towards someone else's well-being, the energy, instead of circulating within you, starts circulating through you. And creator energy starts flowing through you then for these good causes. And then you don't feel depressed. You don't feel anything like that because you serve. You allow this to flow for the good of all because we are all wired to live for the good of all, not just for ourselves. Like changing myself, looking after my vibration, understanding who am I, evolving for the good of all because we are all connected. Okay, so to begin with your question, if to answer your question, to begin with, begin from yourself, start stripping all your ego, start stripping all your emotions or your, you know, being insulted or who am I and so on, start being lower, start calming yourself down, relax, 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 that's the first thing to do, your mind, your body, your everything, relax. Yeah, that makes complete sense because if you are having, if your mind chatter is too loud, you're not going to be able to hear the message that's calling to you, maybe saying go this way and you will find a holistic teacher. Indeed. It's very interesting. Um, can you describe what you think the difference is in your opinion between Western medicine and holistic healing? Say again, please. Holistic healing, uh, Western medicine and holistic healing. No, Western medicine. Yes. I think it's all in the words, okay? It's all in the words. Holistic, holistic healing means it, it, it takes it holistically. It takes your emotions uh, or, or your mental state. It takes your body. It takes your smell, your, how you speak, how you look, what's in your eyes, um, what your skin look like, how you interact, what is your voice sounds like. It takes this complete, complete picture. And also it takes the energy behind it. It takes the energy behind. So you can, you can, you can sense where the energies flow out of balance and start from that underlying principle, which is energy, okay? Start balancing, bringing everything back to balance. Western medicine deals with the symptoms. You know, I was always given this example, uh, like a little dog who barks at you, you know, you shut him down and just, just push him away. So same thing, some pain already begins in your body and you just give the pill to shut it down. Oh yeah, yeah, well, a little bit of pain. Pain tells you story. Pain tells you that this organ cannot, can no longer function that way. Something is here or something not good somewhere in your system that needs to look needs to be looked after and needs to be addressed and needs to be healed and needs to be given attention but if you do not pay that attention if you continue on that path then then drastic things happens like cancers and and all autoimmune system problems and all disease things and so on but you have to pay attention you have to listen you have to step back you have to relax all holistic, all, all holistic healing starts from addressing the, your mental state, your emotional state, your physical state. But uh, in Western medicine, yeah, well, you just, you know, you have solution, you have pill for every problem. Give the pill and everything's fantastic, but you only suppress that something telling within you that looks something wrong in your system. So that's the massive difference. One, is look, one, one looks for solution from the outside, 
Another one looks for correction from the inside. So you're saying that pain is actually a voice for your body. Exactly. To communicate with you that there's something wrong. And the way that we run our bodies right now is that we cure that pain with the Band-Aid and suppress it. But with holistic healing, you actually understand the root of the problem, dive in and start from the very beginning of why that pain is even there. Indeed, indeed, exactly. And the same happens for the human being. Some humans seek Band-Aid for their problems where in fact they should be seeking transformation of what is inside. I love that. You can use pain as a voice for your body. Indeed, or, or disease or unease. If you start feeling uneasy, something's wrong, then it's yeah. already a sign. Uncomfortable, yeah. Comfortable, yeah. But it's just the way that your body is speaking to you. That is, I love that. <laughs> Yeah. So many Indeed. things that you've said. I'm just like, boom, <laughs> mind blown. Um, thank you. That's, that's so, I love that. Um, so what is one activity that you recommend that a person could start doing today to really shift their mind and uh, start living a more mindful life? Yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's something I, I, I just tell everyone. Um, and I believe that every human being should be knowing that this little technique, um, you can call it solution-oriented mindset, solution-oriented mindset, but I call it directional thinking. But it all comes to your feelings. If you feel bad, if you feel bad in any way, you feel bad emotionally or physically, you are thinking about two things. You are thinking either about something you don't like or something you would like to have, but you tell yourself that you cannot have. And either way, you're always thinking about something that you do not want. When you realize what you do not want, you turn around and you then think what is the opposite of that what you don't want. And then you start thinking only about that what you want. So if you're broke and you're constantly re repeating yourself, oh, I'm broke, I'm broke, so you'll remain broke, but um, you're feeling bad about you being broke, but you're thinking about that I don't have money or I don't have opportunity or I don't have something. You're thinking about something that you do not have or you do not want to have, being broke or poverty. Start thinking about prosperity. Start thinking about, okay, I want, to be, I want to be okay. I want to be feeling good. How can I feel good? Why I feel so good? What can I do to feel good? Yes, it is for me. Always think about what you want. And this immediately will set you up for thinking and feeling good. Because what you think makes an effect on your feelings. As soon as you start thinking about what you want, you start feeling good child is crying what do you want oh well i want ice cream i don't have one so what what are you thinking about so what do you really want oh i don't have ice cream so what do you want i want ice cream fantastic think about ice cream how does it feel like how does it look like why do you think about not having ice cream that makes you feel sad think about it and you will get it and it will start make start will it will start Setting you for feeling good. Aha, uh -huh, ice cream. Okay, fantastic. Yes, I want ice cream. So this will direct you even into direction, into the place where you will get that ice cream. This is an example, simple example. And so many people are involved in thinking about what they don't want. They're constantly beating themselves over and feeling bad, just thinking about how, what they don't want. And they keep having this all day time. This is like this wheel of samsara that you know is described in Bhagavad Gita and all these and all these wise books. When you get into that, you know, oh, I'm this and that and that, and I don't have that, and I'm so unfortunate, and so on. Start thinking in different direction. Start thinking about what you want, and you will break that wheel. 
you will start feeling good. When you feel good, you will start attracting more good. The more good you feel, the more good you attract. The more successful you feel, the more you attract. The more you're loving yourself, the more love flows through you, the more love you will attract from the outside. That's the rule. That's how it works. So the one thing that I would like to start telling people, think about what you want. Think directionally. Think abundantly. Think prosperity. Love yourself. Tap yourself on the shoulder. Say to yourself, you're doing good. Everything is fantastic. Keep going forward. Keep moving on. Everything is wonderful. Forget what happened yesterday. Forget all these traumas. Forget all these difficulties. You cannot change them. Start thinking the right way. That's the key to everything. So you, when you were first mentioning this, you talked about uh, there's an opposite to everything. Correct. So when, you, when you're thinking about something negative, you can just think whatever the opposite is of Indeed. that. Um, that is so exciting to hear because in it's my personal... Yeah, well, in my personal uh, course that I have about self-love coaching, um, I have a whole module on the opposite of what you can think. So that was like, I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <I do> that. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. But yeah, you're so right. There's an opposite, opposite to everything. And I'm learning that myself too. Like I, I teach it, but it's obviously, it's something that I have to practice myself. And uh, when I go through those self-judgment times, I'm learning to just sit and feel what I'm feeling, like you mentioned, and yeah. just think, think to myself, like, okay, well, I am overwhelmed and that's okay. I, I don't have to be so hard on myself, like the opposite of that judgment of what I was feeling. Um, it's very powerful because then you're able to release it so much faster. You're able to release um, that. I call it like those yucky feelings. You're able to release them so much quicker and they don't. Uh, I give an analogy a lot of um, when I'm reading someone, I can feel that they are keeping heavy feelings. I'm like, when you ignore what's going on inside, you're just sweeping it underneath the rug and you're sweeping it and you're sweeping it and it's going the same pile and that pile is going to get taller and taller and taller. And all of a sudden you're going to walk over the same rug and you're going to fall flat on your face and everything's going to just blow up right in front of you because it doesn't go away. It's just hidden. It's just hidden. So you can't see it for a little while. So when you're able to think about the opposite of what you were saying, um, like I said, you're able to release it so much faster and it doesn't have to stay with inside of you and you can move forward and be that happier, healthier you. I have absolutely loved talking to you today. Everything that you said has just blown me away. And I learned so much in this conversation with you. Uh, if anybody wanted to search you on social media, work with you, be a student of yours, where can they find you? Well, there, are, there is only one, Valdas Pranskavichus. Yeah, that's my name, Pranskavichus, P-R-A-N-P-R-A-N. S-K-E-V-I-C-I-U-S, this is a Lithuanian name. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm in, in social media. Spiritual, spiritual relationship coach or spiritual, if you, if you look in Facebook, there, I'm, I'm there. I'm in Facebook only. I don't go any other social media platforms. I'm there. And yeah, that's where I can be found. That's how I can be contacted. And then simple DM or message or very simple, simple ways. What is your website? The website is the, mynaturaltherapies.com, which is mynaturaltherapies.com. Website is not really much used, but there is some, some things are, there are some things written, my philosophy, things about me, who I am and what I'm doing and a little bit about coaching, a little bit about shiatsu. It's all written there. And from there, there are links to social media too. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me today and having this conversation and sharing so much with me. I, like I said, I learned so much and I really appreciate you coming on here with me. Thank you, Chatel, for having me too. It's, it's very nice to, to share all that, all that, what I have. And it's very beautiful to communicate with you too. Thank you for all these questions. And thank you for caring for your community, for caring for people. So you are creating all these um, podcasts and people are listening to, to them and they change in for the good of all, 
for all of us. So it's yeah. exciting. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, of course. All right. If you would like to contact with, um, I'm sorry, I do not want to say your name wrong. How do you Valdez. say it one more time? Valdez. Valdez. I do, I'm not saying it right. So I want to, okay. if you would like to contact with Valdez, I'm going to make sure that all of his social media and all of his links are in the show notes and you can contact him yourself. But thank you so much again. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in with me today while you connect more with your authentic self and raise your vibration. I am so excited to connect further with you and to continue to make understanding the spiritual world easy. If you like this episode, please leave a five-star review as it helps me continue to keep sharing with you. If you would like to connect with me even further on social media, find me on Facebook or Instagram at Higher Love Index. Remember, you are amazing and right where you are supposed to be. Catch you later, love.